0: Today is a Tuesday. Today is January 9th, 2024. And as we approach today's brain world, I have one question to ask you. Are they cheating now? I said throughout the entire Michigan scandal when they were, what, 8-0, 9-0 when it came out, if Michigan was 4-4 or 5-3 or weren't clearly the best team in the country throughout the entire college football season, Nobody would care about a cheating scheme. I said, you know how hard it is for coaches to steal signs, then reweight those signs back to the players. Then the players communicate that, you know, the play caller in the huddle, communicates that to the other players on the team, all by the time the other team gets set to snap the ball. It is extremely difficult and will not cause a competitive advantage. Then Michigan proceeded to fire linebacker's coach, Conor Stallions, and they proceeded to still go undefeated and win the national championship because they had the best offensive line and they had the best defensive line of the country. And they were led by a senior quarterback in J.J. McCarthy who went from a potential mid, maybe day two, potential day three pick in the NFL draft to a bona fide first round talent. This Michigan team was driven in a similar way the Michael Jordan teams were driven, a la The Last Dance, because everybody in the world knows that was probably Jim Harbaugh's last game in Michigan. And it's fitting that in his last year, he had by far the most talented team he's ever had. And in a year where Ohio State was down, Penn State was not as good on the line of scrimmage. Alabama was not as good on the line of scrimmage. The competition came not from the SEC, but mostly from the Pac-12, with teams like Oregon, Washington, the Big 12, with teams like Texas, teams that don't run the football, teams that aren't physical, outside of Alabama, who gave, I think, Michigan the hardest game they've played this season, even against Ohio State. And I said, listen, Washington's a great story. Michael Pennant he's a great quarterback. I cannot wait to see Depending on what system he goes to in the National Football League, I think he could be successful. They have a great head coach in Caleb DeVore. They have great offensive weapons. But they are built like a Pac-12 team. And the teams they beat, the good teams they beat this year, Oregon twice with Bo Nix, Texas with Quinn Ewers. They were built very similarly, though one obviously from the Pac-12, one from the Big 12. Errol, do not focus a ton on the line of scrimmage. Michigan was the queen opposite. Run the ball, play action, wear your opponent down. And really, after they had like 170 yards through the first couple plays uh, in the first quarter last night, the game was mostly over. Michigan kind of went Washington, I felt, back in the ball game. It wasn't necessarily competitive because You never really felt like Michigan was the competitive edge in the game. Michigan was the better team all season long. They should have won the game. And that would be very interesting to see what happens next year when teams like Oregon, USC, UCLA, Washington join the Big Ten to go with Michigan, who I assume will be with a new head coach and obviously will not have, you know, the 15 or so starters that will be heading to the National Football League. They should be having a down year next year. Ohio State with a new quarterback will probably have a very good year. Unlike many Ohio State fans, I still believe in Ryan Day as a head coach. And now we focus to Jim Harbaugh, who will go to the National Football League. I believe, whether it will be to the Chargers or even to the, entry the Commanders, I don't see the Raiders because I think the Raiders are going to stick with Antonio Pierce. But I think that this ending for Jim Harbaugh is fitting for Michigan. Dominate the competition, go for adversity, get suspended not once but twice in a season, and yet Michigan still proved that no matter what, they were never really ever challenged all season long. Unlike many people, I congratulate Michigan, I congratulate Jim Harbaugh, Eighteen. In the NFL has come and passed. In the money line, we went 10 and 6. In best bets, I went three, four, five. That puts us going into the postseason on the gear. In the money line, we will be at 184 and 88. In best bets, we will be 59 for 89 with one push. The money line games I got wrong were I took Indy plus one of that. I also bet, bet that against the Texans. Obviously, the last play of the game, the fourth and one, Gardner Minshew could have made a better throw. Back could have made a better catch. Regardless, CJ Stroud and the Houston Texans win the AFC South, thanks in part to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who I don't know what's going on with Jacksonville. I defended Doug Peterson when he was in Philadelphia. I defended him last year when he was in Jacksonville. They have not played well, obviously, over the last six weeks, a lot of like my zone off the Eagles, but unlike the Eagles, Jacksonville, with a generational talent, I believe, in Trevor Lawrence, failed to make the postseason. They just fired their entire defensive staff. Well, a new offensive staff be in place? Dick Peterson is definitely on the hot seat in Jacksonville, and 2000. Excuse me, in 2024, something I would not have thought I would have said prior to the season. Obviously, New England put up an upwards effort against the Jets. Yes, I know it was a snowstorm, but I thought New England would cover the two and a half against the Jets. I just did not think Trevor Simeon would be able to move the ball against Belichick, and he barely did. But Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, the worst offense in football. Barely put up a field goal against the Jets. Now I did have the Lions minus for Regan's Minnesota. That was a good call, though it could be costly because Sam Laporta could be out for the Detroit Lions. They decided to play other starters because there was a chance they could get the two seed if the Cowboys lose, and the Eagles lose. Obviously, one happened, one did not, so it was a pointless game for Detroit, it turns out to be, but could be costly if they lose excuse me, LaPorta, because they're going to need him against the Los Angeles Rams. I picked Tampa as well, minus 5.5 against Carolina. Now their offense did not look great, but I will say this, the Carolina Panthers have a pretty good defense. Now, New Orleans, they ran up the score in Atlanta. Dennis Allen's coming back. I would not make the move. I think the Saints are in mediocrity territory where they're going to win seven to eight games every single year and not do anything with it. Obviously, Green Bay covered the three against Chicago. I picked that. I was wrong on Jordan Love. I admitted that. Matt before deserves a lot of credit for getting this Green Bay Packer team to the postseason. For the Chicago Bears, I've been saying it. I would blow it up. I don't think Justin Fields is the answer. I don't think Matt Eberfuss is the answer. I don't care if they're winning games down the stretch. Four of the seven teams they defeated this year will have head coaching vacancies. That is a lack of leadership on those teams and not necessarily contributing to the effect the Chicago Bears have had on winning football games. Um, you know, really, there's games like the Chiefs-Chargers where the Chiefs rested everybody. Seattle-Arizona, I picked Arizona. Seattle won at the last second. Arizona missed two field goals. Again, Seattle's got to get a new quarterback. I don't think Chino Smith is necessarily the answer. And Atlanta, Arthur Smith obviously got fired. Uh, deserved to be fired. You know, he had Drake-Wandon, he had Kyle Pitts. He had B. Robinson, did not really know how to use them. Dallas killed Washington and run for excuse me, Ron Rivera's last game. If it is what I suspect, the Chicago Bears will do, and in my opinion, it would be a mistake in keeping not only Justin Fields, but Matt Foods as well. I could see potentially Washington moving up with a new head coach, new owner, even a Bill Belichick, a Jim Harbaugh, who we just talked about in the last segment, and going to get the kid that went to high school in the Washington area, Caleb Williams, Philly. Obviously, why watch your performance against the Giants. It does sound like AJ Brown's going to be okay. It does sound like Jared Hurts is going to be okay. It does sound like DeAndre Swift is going to be okay. Listen, the Eagles have a great offensive line. They have a great defensive line. They have a great running game when they just decide to use it. Uh, the talent is there. We'll see if it can translate to postseason success. <laughs> I think that they will be ready. They've struggled against the Blitz all year long. I think the veteran players on this team, Jason Kelsey, Fletcher Cox, Lane Johnson, this season, no, the ending has not gone the way they had planned. But in reality, it is a whole new set, and they could go into Tampa. They could win that game. They could get their confidence back, already played Tampa and dominated them early this season. This will be a record for a NFL team as the Eagles will play five Monday night games in a season with their Monday night wild card game in Tampa Bay. Bills at Miami. I picked Miami. Now, I did not know that Jalen Water was not going to play. That probably would have changed my opinion. I would have went with Buffalo. But Josh Allen did not play great in the first half, made a lot of crucial mistakes. But we see now why a big franchise quarterback changing talent like Josh Allen, and the ability they went from Ken Dorsey, who was struggling as their offensive coordinator, to Joe Brady. And ever since losing to the Philadelphia Eagles in overtime, they have not lost a game. And Buffalo crawled all the way back as Miami sort of melted down here, down the stretch. One of their last wins came as a barely surviving win at home against Dallas. And now they have to go to Kansas City in the wild card weekend. So I had Pittsburgh over Baltimore. Got that right. Obviously, the Steelers are now in the postseason. They go to Buffalo. I don't think they can beat Buffalo. It's going to be Mason Rudolph. What a story that is, and obviously Baltimore rested all their starters. Indy defeated Houston, and again, i got to give huge credit to C.J. Stroud. Played one of the best games he played all season long. I thought the Colts had it there at the end. I thought Shane Steichen, Jonathan Taylor, they got that run game going in the second half. It just was not enough. C.J. Stroud was the better quarterback, and to be honest with you, he was the best quarterback in the division this year down the stretch, and that's why the Houston Texans are AFC South champions. Cincinnati defeated Cleveland in a game that did not matter. Jacksonville against Tennessee. We already talked about it. The Titans may be playing for pride. If I was Tennessee, I think you need an offensive-winning coach. I think this defensive run-the-ball culture with Derrick Henry, I think it's outdated. I would move on from Derrick Henry. I would see if Mike Vrabel would entertain going to New England, who, again, I think New England just needs a whole culture reset. Jets, we'll see what happens when Aaron Rodgers gets back next year. Minnesota, sounds like her Cousins is going to be back next year as they build momentum. Lions, again, could be a crucial injury here if they lose Sam LaPorta because that's going to be a big game against the Rams. Tampa defeated Carolina. Again, their offense did not look great. They only kicked three field goals, but that Carolina defense played great towards the end of the year. Mike Evans against that Philadelphia secondary he is scary as an Eagles fan, but I will say this. I think Darius Slay coming back will make a huge impact on that Philly secondary. New Orleans ran Arthur Smith out of town. And again, I already talked about Green Bay. I'm so impressed by the job that Matt Lafleur has done with the Packers. Jordan Love did not look like a very good quarterback. They lost to Denver early in the year. They had some bad losses. But that comeback win against the Saints in Week 3 is what has led Green Bay this year to be a playoff team. Carson Wentz ran the ball all over the San Francisco 49ers who were obviously not playing most of their starters. The Rams were not playing most of their starters and what turned out to be a meaningless game. Again, Arizona, they missed a couple of field goals. Seattle needs to get a new quarterback. Geno Smith is not the answer. They're going to be stuck in this, you know, 8-9 with purgatory. I have a feeling, though, because Pete Carroll we say you can run the ball, play good defense, and still win Super Bowls. In 2023, for Arizona, they may have caught themselves out the Marvin Harrison Jr. sweepstakes, and we'll see, though it is clear, they are moving forward with Kyler Murray, and I don't know if that is the right decision or not, though Kyler Murray certainly came back with a better attitude than what he had under Cliff Kingsbury, maybe it's the new head coaching savvy, he likes, maybe it's just a new revelation on life, who knows. Chiefs, again, they defeated the Chargers in a meaningless game. I'll be very interested to see what Vegas and the Chargers do at head coaching spots. Chargers to beat Denver. Obvious, or excuse me, Raiders defeat Denver. I would like Antonio Pierce to stay out as the Raiders head coach, and I would like to see either Jim Harbaugh or Bill Belichick, preferably, in my opinion, Harbaugh, because he is an offensive mind, and, you know, as I said in the previous segment, I think he's done everything he needs to do at Michigan. To see him go coach that Charger team, uh, I'll be very fascinated to see. That would be a very scary team. But as I've said before, the only downside about that job is you got to go against Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and Kansas City every year, which even though they're having a down year, I think Travis Kelsey may be past his prime. Kansas City is going to always reinvent the wheel. They're going to be there every single year. Dallas, there's real pressure on them now to beat Green Bay. I think Green Bay does match up with them in certain areas. Philly again. I think they will bounce back in the postseason. Wink Martindale coaches last game as the Giants defensive coordinator. I'll be interested to see, depending on how Philly goes. And God forbid, even if we do come on Super Bowl champions, if they do make a change at defensive coordinator. And then again, Miami now going into City in brutally cold weather. It's going to be a very interesting matchup to watch. They played them earlier in this season, they shut them out in the second half in Germany. I'll be fascinated to watch that game on Peacock Saturday night as Josh Allen wills the Buffalo Bills to yet another AFC East Championship title. The division winners this year, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, C.J. Stroud, Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy, Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield. Out of all those eight quarterbacks, you have to say, in their division, they probably played the best football, every single one of them. You can make a case for Matthew Stafford over Brock Purdy in the NFC West. Dak has certainly had a better year than Jalen Hurts. CJ Stroud had a better year than Trevor Lawrence. With Joe Burrow going down, that opened up the door for Lamar Jackson. We know what Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes do for their teams. Certainly, Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff had the best years as a quarterback in their respective divisions. So that'll do it for my Week 18 NFL Recap. And again, we will be back on Thursday with predicting all the money line picks for Wild Card Weekend. Plus, there are six games. We do five best bets, so I'm allowed to skip one game. But I will give my best bets for Wild Card Weekend as well. I thank you all for listening to today's Brands World Podcast. And again, I apologize. I am still a little bit under the weather, as I'm sure all of you are with my voice. I'm trying to rest it daily, though it is certainly hard when you have to record a podcast two times a week and sometimes even three, as I will do so this week as on Friday. I bring on my good friend for the first time ever, the Brands World Podcast, Sophie Hudson. We talk all things Browns. We go way back to the Mike Penn days. And, you know, the cute Jackson days. We talk all things Browns. A woman's perspective on Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. The Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift drama. Woman's coverage in sports and more. I'm very excited for you guys to hear that interview on Friday. As always, we are in collaboration with Voltage Live. I do a show every Tuesday night, though. This week, it's going to be Wednesday, with Judge Unger over at Championship Rings. Those links are in the description below, and I'll see you guys on Thursday when we break down all things NFL Wild Card.